Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith along with Joe Welke. Good morning, Jill. And how was your weekend? It was pretty good. It was busy. Yep. Went to a dairy breakfast down in Elma through the ridges and... You know, you look a lot at the corn now these days, these days, and there's a bunch of it canopying, and it's looking pretty good. Yeah, but I'm glad we got the rain when we did, because we needed the rain. Well, I didn't end up with much. I only ended up with about two tenths. Okay, it was so just, you need more rain. Absolutely. Either that or a lot of sprinklers. <laughs> Could yeah. you just see you out there in your field, like, every so many feet, here's a little kid's sprinkler, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine my ducks would probably really enjoy that, so they Ooh. probably would take advantage of it. Well, now you got something to do today. Okay, I will. I'll get right on it. Okay, well that's good. Well, she's gonna go get the sprinkler set up. I think she's gonna have the grandkids out too, and you know, let them play around a little bit. But we've got a busy morning here at Wax this morning. We're gonna be talking about the EPA and the Renewable Fuel Standard, Korea. We had a South Korean delegation popping in on us. Good news there. And Miss America. How many people can say they've met Miss America? Well, a group of 4-H kids can now say they have. So we've got that and a whole lot more coming up this morning. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's that time of the morning. We're going to have a pretty decent day today. Can't complain too much. There's only a 20% chance of showers out there for today. So we're going to have clouds, some sunshine, high of 74 degrees. Tonight, some clouds, that's not a big deal. Right now in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 63 degrees. Not too bad out there. Deer starting to move, though, so keep an eye out for them. 
you gotta love that guy. He's one of the greats in my book. He's just amazing. Yeah, I like him. But it is 5 o'clock on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's check in on this morning with some national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the short-lived rebellion by a private military group shows real cracks within Russia over its war in Ukraine. Those cracks are already profound, economically, militarily. It's standing in the world. All of those things have been dramatically diminished by Putin's aggression against Ukraine. Appearing on CBS Face the Nation, Blinken said the Kremlin went from expecting an easy takeover in Ukraine 16 months ago to having to defend Moscow against the Wagner Group over the weekend. He added that the White House always prepares for every contingency related to Russia, including the possible fall of Putin's government. The Kremlin reportedly reached an agreement with Wagner to drop charges against the group's leader in exchange for the group ending its rebellion. The U.S. Coast Guard is launching a formal investigation into the deadly implosion of the Titan submersible that killed all five on board. The investigation was announced during a news conference Sunday in Boston. Captain Jason Neubauer is leading the probe, which he said is currently in the evidence collection phase. Neubauer added that the MBI investigation that's being conducted is the highest level of U.S. Coast Guard investigations. At least one person is dead after severe storms hit parts of Indiana on Sunday. Trey Thomas reports. Multiple suspected tornadoes rolled through the state after warnings were in effect for multiple counties. A reporter describes the scene in Johnson County. A lot of damage in this area, and this is just some of the beginning. There are houses that have no roofs. There are trees that are down. High winds and tennis ball-sized hail were felt in areas south of Indianapolis. Videos circulating online showed a twister touching down and damaging homes near Greenwood. I'm Trey Thomas. And Sarah Ferguson has been diagnosed with an early form of breast cancer. A spokesperson for the Duchess of York said Sunday she's been undergoing treatment and was diagnosed after a routine mammogram. Doctors have told her the prognosis is good. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Farm Technology Day is almost here, July 18th to the 20th, down in the Baraboo area, and there will be some off-site tours to visit agricultural enterprises in the area, including farms. Melissa Schloop is the conservation manager with the Sauk County Land Resource and Environmental Division. She's in charge of these tours, and there will be six tours, different tours each day. But you have to make a reservation to get on the school bus, one school bus. Go to the Farm Technology Day website to reserve a seat on those buses, either morning or afternoon tour. And Melissa, tell us about the tours. Where are we going to start right away on Tuesday morning? So we start at Narrows Dairy Farm. They have about 160 milking cows, and they've been using robotic milkers for nearly 15 years. They also do some interseeding um, with cover crops, composting, and rotational grazing on their farm. And then the second one uh, that day? Yeah, so the second one on Tuesday will be to the Sauk Prairie State Recreational Area, the Badger History Museum, and the Ho-Chunk Lands what used to be the decommissioned Badger Army Ammunition Plant. Um, so this property encompasses land owned by Ho-Chunk Nation and um, also Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. So you kind of take a tour about history, um, looking at the Badger History Museum, and then also learning about some of the land restoration practices being done by Ho-Chunk Nation and the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. And that's day one. Now Wednesday, day two of Farm Technology Days, the tours will go where? 
Well, the first tour will go to Laucan Farms. Uh, they're located also by Rock Springs, Wisconsin. They have about 500 acres of rotationally grazing land, and they are raising red Angus cattle. Um, so they are also going to be talking about their, uh, their serrated shade, which is a uh, cattle shade structure. And uh, site number two on the second day. So the second uh, tour on Wednesday will be to Bula's Pleasant Valley Farm. They are a regenerative agriculture farm that's located in the Baraboo Bluffs. And they've got grass-fed beef, lamb, pasture-raised, uh, laying hens, broiler, chickens, and pigs. And they also produce uh, produce and maple syrup and honey on their farm. Let's go to Thursday, the final day. There are two more places to visit. Thursday the 20th, we'll have a tour going to McFarland Manufacturing. They are down in Sauk City. They've been around for about 100 years, um, and there will be two parts of the tour. One will be going to the uh, manufacturing uh, facility and then also to the retail center. Now, wrapping up the sixth and final tour. So we are going to be visiting uh, the U.S. Dairy Forage Research Center. This is located on Lake Wisconsin. Um, it's located very close to um, Prairie de Sac. And it's a research facility, so in conjunction with UW-Madison and also the USDA Research Center, they are looking at improving forage quality for dairy facilities. There's going to be two tours going to this facility um, at their research plots mainly. They'll be looking at farm sustainability and um, climate mitigation, and then they will also be looking at precision agriculture, um, planting with drones, looking at remote sensing, things like that. So it's going to be pretty, um, pretty exciting to see up-and-coming research coming out of there. Thank you, Melissa. Melissa Schloop, who's in charge of the off-site tours of Farm Technology Days. And if you'd like to get on any of those tours, again, register ahead of time. Go to the FTD website and tell them which day and morning or afternoon you would like to go. They only have one bus going to each of those tours, so we'll be limited. Farm Technology Days, coming up in Baraboo, July 18th, 19th, and 20th. I'm Bob Bosold. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's time to take a look at our weather this morning. We're going to have a cloudier day today with some sunshine. There is a 20% chance of showers out there with a high of 74. Tonight, some clouds with a low of 54. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and 83 degrees. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low of 60. Wednesday, clouds and some sun. And again, a chance of rain, high of 80 degrees. Wednesday night, there's a 30% chance of some rain coming in, low of 63. Temperatures in the area right now, we're at 57 degrees in Medford. La Crosse is at 66 degrees over in Marshfield, and they're at 61. Green Bay is at 66 degrees. Rice Lake and Wausau both at 61 degrees. Madison is at 67. Milwaukee's at 68. And right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 63 degrees. We've got your morning markets. Those are coming in next, and they'll be brought to you by... Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And again, this morning's markets. This morning, I, <laughs> I got a little tongue-tied there. This morning's markets will be brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, kick us off for the day. Well, our cash livestock choice-fed beef steers are 170 to 186 with mixed at 145 to 168. Choice-fed beef heifers are 170 to 185 with mixed at 112 to 168. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 152 to 162, with select and silage-fed steers 70 to 151. 
Cows are 78 to 97 with a top of 119. Bulls are 110 to 115. Butcher hogs are 34 to 99 with sows at 24 to 36 and boars at 9 to 17. New crop market lambs are 150 to 192 with old crop market lambs 75 to 143. Feeder lambs are 135 to 210. Ewes are 37 to 95. Small goats are 10 to 170. Medium goats are 135 to 225. Large goats are 245 to 490. And nanny goats are 95 to 275. Thank you, Jill. And switching over to the Mercantile Exchange, we've got live cattle for June at 177.50. That's down 15 cents. August is at 170.77, down 37 cents. October is at 174.50, down 17 cents. Feeder cattle for August is at 233.95. That's up 327. August is at 237.70, up 317. October is at 240.15, up 297. Lean hogs for July is at 91.27, that's down 57 cents. August is at 89.67, down 30. October is at 79.97, up 12 cents. And switching over to the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your December corn was down two cents on the overnight to 586. Your December oats were up eight at 419. November beans were up six at 1316. December soybean meal was up 270 a ton at $401 a ton. December wheat up 17 cents to 779. On the dairy side, barrel cheese closed out on Friday down three quarters of a cent to $1.50. Your blocks were down a half a cent to $1.40 and a half. And your double A grade butter was up four cents to two forty two. Class three futures for June were up four cents on Friday to fourteen ninety three. July was up six to fifteen thirty five. August down six at sixteen twelve. September down a penny at seventeen twenty seven. October was down just two cents at eighteen dollars. And then those markets were mostly unchanged into twenty twenty four. And again, this morning's markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. I never did get the answer. What's a guy got to do to get a girl in this town? Jill, how about you? I did not get an answer either. But, you know, it does bring me back to when we saw him at uh, Farm Technology Days last last year. Yeah, and Farm boy, Tech Fest. That was quite the concert. That yeah. was so fun. It was so fun just to see everybody out and about having a good time together again. Exactly. And there may have been a few beverages with that. A few. A few. But it was still a great night, and you can't, you know, go against the weather. The weather was perfect that night. Oh, it, it was just, it was just awesome. I, I would put that in one of my, one of my favorite uh, concerts that I've w- gone to see. And Ooh. I think, I think it was mostly just the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I know? think so. Because I've been to Country Fest, I've been to Country Jam, but I think it was, it was just a little smaller, and that's what I appreciate. And it was just it had the hometown feel. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of funny, you made a comment before about how, you know, it was quite the experience. And you want to talk about quite the experience. Miss America made a special appearance at the Wisconsin 4-H Summer Academy held on the UW-Madison campus. Can you imagine those 4-Hers? Oh, my gosh. These are like middle school kids. Yeah. That's the age group that goes down there. Yeah. Can you imagine the looks in their eyes just to be... You know, Miss America. I know. I mean, we grew up watching that, the pageants on TV. And I mean, it's just amazing. And here's even better. She's the third woman in Wisconsin to be crowned Miss America. And I think that's fantastic that she actually just took the time out. Mm-hmm. And it gets better. She is unique. And she is that. Uh, uh, oh, my gosh. I can't talk today. <laughs> she is also unique in that she is the first nuclear engineer to compete in Miss America. And she's going to be graduating here 
from UW-Madison after her reign. And, you know, that just kind of brings it all back that the pageants sometimes get kind of a raw deal and they don't, the the winners don't end up doing something big. She's going to do something big. Oh, yeah. Way beyond wearing her crown. Oh. And I think that's just amazing. She should come up to wax. You think? I think so. Grace Stankey, our Miss America from Wausau. You better see what you can do. I will see what I can do. But right now, we're going to be hearing from a gentleman from Wisconsin Agribusiness, Tom Bresner. He'll be joining us next. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The state budget, it's a big number, that's for sure. And with money left over, where is it all going to go and what's going to finally be approved? A gentleman that's been working with that for a long time, Tom Bresner with the Wisconsin Agribusiness Association. And uh, Tom, give us, first of all, the worldview of this state budget and uh, how much this really amounts to. It's been an interesting process watching it happen. You know, we've got an interesting situation because we've got a $6.9 billion surplus in the state coffers. But most of that money is one-time money that came from from COVID, from, from federal programs. And so we've seen the legislature, especially the uh, Joint Finance Committee, being careful about how that money is being spent. If it's a program that is a really beneficial and it's a one-time thing, it's got a pretty good chance of getting into the budget. If it's trying to create a new program that's going to have to be continuously funded uh, for years to come, they're being a lot more careful on that until they realize, okay, let's let's work through this one-time money. What do we have in real surplus? And so that's been the real interesting part of this budget is watching some great ideas that get killed because it's it's needing ongoing funding but some other ideas that are really making it because it's a one time and it's it's been an interesting process with 6.9 billion dollars how many new voices were heard looking for some of that one time funding I was only one of them, but I'm sure there was a lot of me in the building. Uh, there certainly has been a lot of ideas that have been thrown out. Um, I, I don't have a clue to the answer as to how many, but you know, realizing that it was one-time money, hey, we've got a one-time cause, there was lots of ideas that have been surfaced this time. And we all know, as, as you are well aware, of the needs of agriculture and, and using some of that money. And let's start with... Maybe the 500-pound gorilla in the room, and that's roads and bridges in Wisconsin. What's going to happen? Well, you know, one nice thing in agriculture, and you don't see this in many industries, but we are united in agriculture. Uh, We have a group called the Ag Coalition. There's probably 25 different ag groups that meet on a monthly basis. We work together on putting to our agenda. And we sent a letter to the uh, Joint Finance Committee with, I believe it had 23 Ag Association logos on it. That does catch your attention when two-thirds of a page is the logos of associations. What was in the first paragraph? What we need most? (laughs) The number one topic that we're after, and it's one-time funding, is 100 million for what we call an ARIP program, Agriculture Road Improvement Program. All of our towns and townships, uh, they get money for roads, but it's never enough. And as you look at your priority list, the money is going to go to the roads that are the most heavily traveled. But what about those ag roads that are important to agriculture that has a bad bridge, uh, it's posted because of a bad bridge or a bad road, 
it'll never make it to the priority list. And so our request was a $150 million grant program to where towns, townships can apply for this grant money to fix roads that are posted, ones that most likely would never get done before. It's been making its way through the process. I, I will not guarantee anything until the governor signs the, the final version, uh, but it looks like we have some good possibility. Uh, the really neat thing about it is right now it looks like it's going to be a minimal cost share with, with the locals. It's going to be grant money, uh, you know, maybe a 10% cost share. We'll have to see how it comes out of joint finance, but it really looks like an opportunity to take some one-time money and apply it to roads that otherwise probably would never get fixed correctly. Getting that kind of money, it's a lot of money, but uh, how far short is it of what we really need to fix the bridges and the roads in the rural areas? It is only at the tip of the iceberg. It's just the, the first step to get the attention. You know, our real goal out of this thing with $150 million grants is that they have applications for $2 billion. <laughs> Just That's my point. Just to get the message that look at the need out here. And so it's just a start but we wanted to make sure the dollar amount was doable rather than just turn away legislators immediately because it was too high of a number. And as far as the townships are concerned, this is going to be a boon because they can't fix town roads with the budgets they've got without state help. Exactly. This is additional money to help with those roads that wouldn't have been approved. They're certainly on our side. And let me also make the addition to this thing. is not just agriculture, but we brought forestry in on this as well because that is another huge piece to our economy. We're, we're brothers in this thing, and so forestry is part of the bill as well. But as we uh, talk now, not signed by the governor yet, but it's through the legislative process in the bill waiting for that signature. Uh, not quite. It's still going through the process. There's still some negotiating uh, negotiations being done. It has cleared the Senate. It's it's going through final negotiations on the Assembly. And hopefully it does make it through there. It looks good. Broadband. We talk a lot about broadband. We expand broadband. We give millions of dollars here, there, and everywhere, but uh, broadband is part of this budget, too. Absolutely. I had the opportunity to sit down with, with Governor Evers. It's been about a year ago now, but we were talking, and, you know, I, I applaud the fact that he's trying to get uh, broadband to all the small towns, but I, I made a point that he hadn't thought about before or hadn't heard before. I said, you know, getting to the small town is a great thing, but with the technology that we have on spray rigs today, he can pull into a field, we can pull up maps, all of our history, we know where the creek is, we know where the tile openings are, we know all of that if you have connectivity. So, Mr. Governor, getting it to the small town is great. We need you to get it 15 miles from that small town. And it, it opened his eyes and, you know, I think we're going to see progress. What is the dollar amount that's right? We'll never know that. But the fact that we are continually trying to get this out to the, every corner of rural uh, part of the state, that is really, really critical. It certainly is. And, and another key part of this budget uh, that you're high on, a water quality portion. What's that all about? You know, we've agriculture and Department of Natural Resources haven't always been the best friends. And so the real goal here a couple years ago, we sat down, again, the Ag Coalition, we sat down with, with Department of Natural Resources and convinced them that we're all in this thing together. But if you're trying to ram something down agriculture's throats that's going to negatively affect farmers, put them out of business, that's the wrong approach. Let's sit down and talk about what can we do 
that's going to improve water quality, but it's not going to affect the bottom line of farmers. And so as we talk all of the, the different initiatives, you need to... F to at least partially fund farmers. They will, farmers want to do the right thing and they will do the right thing, but they can't afford it on the bottom line to pay for everything. So let's make sure that we have uh, funding available for all of these programs and you'll be amazed at how agriculture is going to work through some of these things if you're willing to work with them rather than mandate. Tom, as you look back, and, and hopefully this bill does get signed, this budget bill does get signed with these things in it, how meaningful is this budget for Wisconsin agriculture compared to previous budgets that we've had going back uh, X number of years? This one, I think, will be, you know, it seems like every time you have a new budget, it's, it's, it gets more and more important. You know, we have seen the largest, let's go back to roads for just a, a minute. The last two budgets have had the largest increases in funding for rural roads and bridges that we have had ever before. And the mindset, as I talk to Secretary at, at Department of Transportation and others, is they, they get it now. At one point in time, it was about the zoo interchange, and it was all of this, and it still is, because that's where you have so many uh, people getting to work. But they're understanding the need for agriculture and the rural roads. And I think we're in a very good place to where we're going to continue to see more and more money going to rural communities, to, to rural causes. Um, I'm very optimistic. Um, and we'll certainly see what it looks like come here at the end of the month. But uh, I'm optimistic it's going to be a very good budget for agriculture. And that's Tom Bresner with the... Wisconsin Agribusiness on Budgets and Dollars and Where Are They Going in Our Rural Areas. Thank you so much, Bob, for that update. And we've got more coming up. We're at 5.30 in the morning, and Rocky Olson, he'll be joining us next with the update from Premier Livestock. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're at almost 5.32 in the morning. Rocky Olson joins us now from Premier Livestock. And with you, good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So did you have a good weekend? It was all good. All, all good. good. And you got some rain? Got some nice, got really, really nice rain. You bet. Good. So now, when are you going to go outside and mow lawn? Probably tomorrow, you're thinking? Uh, I think the wife will do it tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, I think you should get out there and, you know, help her out. I think she'd like that. Maybe weed yeah, whack. I don't want to take that away from her. She enjoys oh, it. Oh, she enjoys it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I don't know many women that say, I enjoy mowing lawn. Uh, she honestly does. Oh, that's you good. Know? Yeah. Yeah, time to get away from the kids. So. Oh, well, then then I agree with her there. Well, catch us up. It's a busy morning. What's all going on at Premier Livestock and Withy? Uh, thank you, Kristen. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is our last week's market shape. up had a busy week. We sold over 3,400 head of livestock. Fed cattle traded steady to strong. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 145 to 160. Select and low choice, 135 to 144. We sold the choice beef steers and heifers up to $1.74. Market cows strong. High yielding cows from $1 to $1.29. Many cows from 80 to 99. Market bulls high yielding from $1 to $1.22. Organic market cows sold every Monday, mostly a dollar twenty to a dollar sixty-seven. 
Uh, we sold organic bulls and steers up to a dollar eighty. Newborn Holstein bull calves continue extremely strong, mostly from two hundred to four hundred and sixty dollars on the Holsteins. Your beef cross calves from three hundred all the way up to six fifty-five. Uh, Holstein uh, heifer calves sold up to two oh five. We got two dairy cattle auctions this week. Tuesday we'll have our special monthly dairy heifer auction. Uh, we'll sell feeder cattle to follow that sale. If you're bringing dairy heifers, you certainly can bring them to. Uh, uh, this afternoon, this evening, uh, preferable between 5 to 10 p.m. for that Tuesday sale. Otherwise, try to have them in uh, well before 10 o'clock a.m. for preg checks. Then Wednesday, uh, very, very large dairy cattle auction. We have three complete herd dispersals, uh, including a herd of 70 Pro Cross. Uh, if you're looking for some fancy, fancy Jersey Cross Parlor freestyle cows, Kemper Dairy's got 45 extreme fancy fresh two-year-olds. They're all part other freestall. Uh, they got about a just about a 90 pound tank average, so extreme hot quality crossbreds there. Uh, we'll have right at a hundred springing heifers and springing cows for the sale. Questions? Give us a give us a call. All the details go to premierlivestockandauctions.com. Uh, give us a call, 715-229-2500. Uh, a couple of reminders and auctions coming up, guys. we got our large farm equipment auction coming up on August 25th. Uh, we do start accepting consignments today. So if you have machinery consignments, bring them on in. Uh, we'll also have our horse auction coming up. That's going to be drafts and drivers on July 14th. So that is the way things are shaping up, Kristen. Sounds good. Sounds like a busy week, and we will catch you. Well, Bob will be in tomorrow, so he'll catch you tomorrow. All right. Sounds great. Thanks. There he goes, Rocky Olson at Premier Livestock this morning. And now it's that time of the morning to check in with our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike D'Andrea. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. How's it going? It's going good. I got a joke for you this morning. Uh-oh. Are you ready? I don't know. Let's hear it. What do you call cattle with a sense of humor? Hmm. Cattle with a sense of humor. I, I don't know. Laughing stock. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that one. I do, too. I also like Bob's joke earlier about the 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 frog croaks every oh, day oh man yeah that i mean what that has more lives than too. a cat a yes. frog because it croaks every day also you said that i have more lives than a cat yeah i did i don't know where that one came from well because i was thinking you know some you know sometimes if you you know give a bad forecast people are like you know i never give bad forecasts that's well, why i'm still alive well exactly <laughs> and that's what i'm saying you're good well thank you i appreciate you're, that. you're beefing up for in the event you know all of a sudden mother nature throws a curveball at you and you're like oh that's you know. more like it. Exactly. I'm trying to help you out, Mike. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. So this morning's drive-in was not too bad. A yeah. little sprinkles here and there, but nothing crazy. Catch us up. What's going on in the weather? Yeah, so we got some good news uh, for those in agriculture is that uh, today isn't, or this weekend, I should say, wasn't our only chance of rain. Now, today we'll have just a very isolated shower for the most part, but really a good bit of us will be staying dry just under a bit of cloud cover for today. But then going into the latter half of the afternoon into the evening, we'll clear out and see a little bit more sunshine. Highs into the mid-70s and lows dipping to the low to mid-50s tonight. This sets up a rather quiet day tomorrow. Widespread sunshine, mid-80s on tap. But then more clouds start to roll in tomorrow night into Wednesday. And this will give way to quite a few chances at some showers. Now it's not looking like complete washouts every day. But we will have those on and off chances at some showers Wednesday through Saturday. And again, we could really use this rain as our drought does con- continue to worsen. But temperatures will be hanging out mostly into the low to mid 80s. So that's right around where we should be for this time of year. 
And then we dry things out on Sunday, see a little bit more sunshine, but still into the low 80s. Now, at the moment, we do have a mainly cloudy sky and a temperature of 63 degrees, but it's pretty breezy with those winds out of the north at 13 miles per hour. Wow, that is kind of breezy. Yeah, it'll be breezy through today, and being that they're out of the north, that's what's going to keep things a little on the cooler side, of course, coupled with the cloud cover. Okay. Now, what were some of the uh, weather reports that came in from the rain? Did we get a washout in some areas, or were we pretty pretty even keeled across the listening area? I wouldn't say even keeled, because there were some spots that only got a, about a third of an inch. At the, specifically, uh, in Eau Claire, there were some spots that did get that third of an inch, whereas others, at outside of our studio, we got a little more than a half inch. And uh, up towards Jim Falls, about an inch and a quarter. So it was feast or famine, really. Okay, so we do need some rain in others in some spots, and others are probably okay right now. I would say so. All right, well, Mike, thanks for the update, and we will catch you later. You bet. Have a good one. There he goes, our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike D'Andrea, this morning. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. They've got a great selection of new Jeeps at ChilsonMotors.com. And that's the weather on Wax 104.5. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, before we jump into our news this morning, we have to give a big shout out to our June Dairy Month sponsors. Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Wisconsin Farmers Union, Security Financial Bank, Tractor Central Alliance Bank, Bluff Country Feed and Seed, Arcadia Farm and Home, Colby Chrysler, Stockman's Farm Supply in Osseo, Marika Gouda, and House of Gouda. Without these sponsors, we could not have gone to as many dairy breakfasts as we did. And Jill, I don't even know how many were we all hit this year. Well, I made it to six. Wow. I made it to six, and Bob must have made it about to the same. So. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot. That and is a lot. And to travel and talk to everyone. and Yeah. And actually, there's a sponsor that didn't get on your list. Sorry. Oh. Compere Financial. Oh, yes. Compere Financial. Yes. We cannot forget about them. And they've been volunteering at the different dairy breakfasts that I've been at. So they've been they scooped a whole bunch of ice cream down in Buffalo County on Saturday. Okay. So I made sure I had my fair share. Of course. What kind of ice cream did you get? Well, uh, the first ice cream I had was uh, chocolate malt, and then I ended up with an ice cream with strawberries on top. Ooh. There's nothing better than that. Vanilla ice cream with fresh cut strawberries on top. Absolutely. That is like the best. You let the ice cream melt just a smidge. Just a smidge. Oh, that's it. We're getting ice cream this morning. (laughs) Sounds like a good plan to me. All right. You got the strawberries? Um, I ate them all. My daughter picked them last week and they're gone. Sorry. Well, we're going to have to wait for someone to call in and say they got strawberries coming my way. All right. All right. Well, we've got to jump in. Morgan's looking at me like, okay, time to quit talking strawberries. Morgan, catch us up. What's going on in the newsroom this morning? Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Coming out of your weekend and plugging into a new week, the search continues for a missing Sauk County teen. Family members now volunteering in Virabu yesterday to keep looking for 13-year-old James Yablonski. The boy's parents told authorities he left their Reedsburg home June 12th with a pistol and two wilderness survival guidebooks. Officials previously conducted searches at Devil's Lake State Park, but they believe the teen is avoiding them and may be attempting to live in the wilderness on his own. Anyone with any information is asked to take that to Sauk County Sheriff's Office. In other headlines, a Black River Falls man accused of possessing child pornography is scheduled for a court hearing tomorrow. 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster looks closer. 34-year-old Michael Fernandez charged on multiple counts, including sexual exploitation of a child and possession of child pornography. The criminal complaint claims police found evidence of child porn on his phone 
and social media accounts. Vinette's currently being held on $25,000 cash bond. I'm John DeMaster. Well, we head to La Crosse, where the Hackett addition to Central High School there is set to reopen today after a structure fire last week. School officials say all summer school classes, co-curricular practices, lessons, and other activities will resume, though it hasn't been announced when the rest of Central High School will reopen. Politically, it was active at the Capitol, and residents from Wisconsin on both sides of the abortion issue keep up the fight for their views. Both pro-life and pro-choice demonstrators gathered outside the state Capitol over the weekend. Saturday was the one-year anniversary of the the U.S. Supreme Court decision that overturned R.V. Wade. Wisconsin is one of more than a dozen states whose leaders have enacted bans or strict regulations on abortion procedures since the ruling. Closer to home, plenty of people celebrating Rock the Riverfront, and maybe you were part of that as there was a big turnout for Rock the Riverfront in Eau Claire. That's that medallion hunt, and then, of course, the run and walk as well. And the event offered a 10K and 2K with youth races. All those proceeds do head right back into the community. And maybe a trip's coming out of the starting line, or maybe that's an everyday situation for you if you're kind of uncoordinated like me. Do I live in the right area? Let's find out. A new study says one out of every 29 people considers themselves to be, well, Everyone has varying levels of coordination, but are some people clumsier than others? According to science, the answer is no. The University of Delaware did a study of athletes from 18 universities. They studied the subjects on neurological and cognitive ability and compared injuries. They came to learn that clumsiness comes down to reaction time. It's not in Inherited, and you're not more prone to bumping into things than anyone else. They found any momentary distraction could throw the athletes off, and the same goes for regular non-athletic people. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. Tell that to my bumps and bruises, right? And we head back to the barn. That's always a smooth trip with Kristen Smith, Jill Wilkie, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Thank you so much, Morgan, for the news update this morning. But it is that time in the morning. we got to keep moving along. We're actually going to head over to the Equity Altoona Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. And Jim, how'd the sale go on Friday? Three to 600-pound beef steers, $1.60 to 246 Six to 900-pound beef steers, $1.50 to 246 Three to 600-pound beef heifers, $1.50 to 215 Six to 900-pound beef heifers, $1.45 to 219 Three to 600-pound Holstein steers, $1.30 to $1.78. Six to 900-pound Holstein steers, $1.20 to $1.68. Our next special feeder sale will be Friday, July 7th, starting at noon. All feeder sales are live on Kettle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Kettle USA or to consign Kettle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thanks, Jim. So much for that update. That was Jim Lindsay at the Equity Altoona Barn. And now we're going to head over to the Stratford Equity Barn and check in with Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, a very good morning to you and Jill. And, uh, well, a nice, cool morning this morning, 59 degrees, a little north breeze, north breeze coming out, uh, good good sleeping weather. And uh, uh, de- uh, like you guys were talking before, depending upon where you were in the world, but we are so thankful for the rain we got. So uh, probably a little bit more on the way today, though, huh? I hope so. I mean, well, I was talking to our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria, and he said some areas need more rain and other areas got some good rain. So it just depends on where you hit. But I still like those all-night-long overnight soakers. I think that's the best. Yeah, it is. And it's. I didn't go out and look at the rain gauge this morning, so I don't know if we got anything overnight or not. But when we came home yesterday afternoon, we had just a little bit over an inch from whenever it started. So that's yeah. well appreciated. And uh, another half an inch to an inch would not hurt anything. Nope, not at all. I see some of the corn is looking a little tough out there, so it needs the rain. 
And, uh, well, anyway, uh, we got to get to what's going on here at Equity Stratford, so why don't I just tell the folks about that? Sounds good, Jerry. It's all yours. All right, Kristen, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. And this will be the sales schedule this week here at Equity Stratford as we uh, enter into the uh, last week of June here. Uh, anyway, today our auction on Monday gets started right away this morning, 10 o'clock. Uh, uh, full marketing day today on Monday. We sell the conventional market cows, fed cattle, and then market bulls, of course. We'll get to those baby calves around 1130. And, uh, again, uh, very strong market on all classes last week. Tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, we start out tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. Uh, we do have some 2x3x5 uh, uh, bales of hay already for that sale, a consignment of those. So if you're looking for that, you uh, haven't got your hay up yet or whatever, you're wanting a little bit more. So that'll be 10 o'clock tomorrow. At 11 o'clock tomorrow, we have the market auction every Tuesday, we sell organic market cattle here in Stratford. And again, that or- organic market also very strong last week. These high-yielding organic cows selling mostly from 165 to 179 So that'll be tomorrow. Following the organics, we'll sell the conventional market cattle tomorrow. Wednesday auction uh, gets underway uh, bright and early Wednesday morning with full marketing day on Wednesday, of course. Also sell sheep, hog, and goats on Wednesday and baby calves. Feeder cattle sale this week will be at 1230 start time. And our Wednesday, our Thursday auction does start at 11 uh, full marketing day on Thursday with market cattle and baby calves. So a full marketing week here at Equity Stratford. And uh, again, folks, if you got cattle to consign, any other livestock concerns, let us know. We like hearing from you. 687-4101 is our phone number. So, Kristen, that's about all we have for this, folks, this morning. And I know uh, livestock markets have been good, continue to be good. But uh, well, I tell you, this... Uh, Something's got to be done with the dairy market because that is not doing much at all, is no, it? No, we need a better system for our dairy because, yeah, I don't even know. I mean, were they getting paid the same they did? They got paid for, what, 20, 30 years ago maybe? Well, you know, the problem is you and I can't solve it. But it's, uh, you know, when you're out and about like uh, we have been the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, big concern about all the folks is... Uh, the milk prices, I mean, how long it can sustain this? And it's mm-hmm. just, I don't know if there's any, any light at the end of the tunnel or not, but it's a, it's a big concern. And I know at least one positive thing, like, you know, market prices are good, livestock prices are good, calves are very high, but it, uh, uh, that uh, might plug a few holes, but you still got to have that milk price. Yep. Well, hopefully we'll turn it around. You never know. Well, you ladies have a nice day, and we'll talk to the big man tomorrow morning. And, folks, uh, do drive careful because, as you ladies know, there is road construction everywhere. Yep, road construction, deer, and other critters that like to cross in front of you, too. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, it's, it's Wisconsin, but we are now we're into full-time summer, but at least we don't have to work, worry about any 90 degrees this in the short term, do we here? Nope, not, the, not this week anyway, so that's a good thing. Yep, All right, have a good day, and thank you very much. Yep, there he goes. Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. Last week, we talked about alfalfa weevils with Dan Undersander, a state forage specialist, on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program as they uh, have shown their ugly heads in Wisconsin. Then the next question, what about leafhoppers? What are you hearing there? Well, Bob, leafhopper is a fairly common summer problem on alfalfa. Uh, it's certainly worse some years than others. It's kind of spotty. The leafhoppers don't overwinter here, so they have to blow up from down south. And uh, looking at our weather patterns, I guess the question we'll have to keep in mind is how much winds have we had from the south to blow the leafhopper up. If the fronts stay west and we have northerly winds, we get less than if we have winds from the south. The other thing is that when that does grow, they do come in. They do somewhat 
land and batches. So it's really important to check every field uh, because you see a problem in one field doesn't mean that it's a problem in another, especially if we have a mile or two of distance. The thing about potato leafhopper is that they're kind of insidious. They come in and they stick their mouth part into the leaves and they suck juices out. When they do that, they destroy the vascular system. So from the point where they stuck their mouth part in to the edge of the leaf turns yellow and and may even start to die. The important thing then to keep in mind in mind is that when you see those V-shaped yellow damages on the edge of the leaves, it's too late. The potato leaf hopper have already been there. They've uh, fed on the plant, and, and they're probably not around. So with potato leaf hopper, we must uh, scout. We must look for the leaf hopper in the field and then be proactive to spray before they cause significant damage. One of the things that we have learned is that uh, when we have rain, we tend to have less potato leaf hopper damage, both in terms of their life cycle and breeding and so on. But when it's dry, as we have been having, then the potato leaf hoppers flourish. So uh, unfortunately, when we have drought limiting yields, we also tend to have potato leaf hopper limiting yields. And it's still worthwhile to get out and spray for the potato leaf hopper. And take a sweep net along there quick. That's right. That's really the only way to tell is a sweep net. Uh, generally, the thought is uh, one insect per sweep is considered to be a threshold for spraying if the plant is over 10 or 12 inches tall. All right. So, again, be on the lookout for leaf hoppers in the alfalfa as well this year. Dry weather possibly more of them. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, with us once again on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at our markets one last time on a Monday morning. On the Chicago Board of Trade, we had your December corn was down two cents on the overnight to 586. Your December oats up eight at 419. November beans were up six at 1316. December soybean meal was up 270 a ton to $401 a ton. Your December wheat was up 17 cents to 779. Country elevators in the area, Golden Plump in Arcadia is at 619 for corn. Baldwin was at 579 for corn, 1437 for beans. Wheat and grain in Chippewa and in Connorsville, 592 for corn, 1421 for beans. Durand is at 570 and 1431. Mondovian Elmwood, 574 for corn, 1437 for beans. Fall Creek is at 570 and 1406. Osseo's at 582 and 1437. Northside and Loyal's at 592 and 1411. Northside and Arcadia, 592, 1448. Elk Mount is at 580 and 1418. Sparta's at 593 and 1431. Ellsworth is at 563 for corn, 1396 for beans. Ethanol plants in the area. Boyceville's at 603. Stanley's at 582. New Richmond, 577. Switching over to the dairy side, barrel cheese was down three quarters of a cent to $1.50. Your blocks were down a half a cent to $1.40 and a half. Double A grade butter was up four cents at $2.42. And your class three futures for June up four cents at fourteen ninety three. July was up six at fifteen thirty five. August down six at sixteen twelve. September down a penny at seventeen twenty seven. October down two at eighteen dollars. And then the markets were mostly unchanged into twenty twenty four. 
And let's look at our morning markets this morning for a Monday morning, the last Monday in June. We're looking at a high today of 74 degrees, clouds and sun, 20% chance of showers. Right now, we're about 63 degrees, so it's going to be a pretty decent day. And looking forward to tomorrow, mostly sunny and 83. Alex Edwards is coming in next with the Wax Morning Show. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.